Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is finding value in the people, products, and places that we interact in. And I'm joined here in studio today with Andy Wines of GreenUp Solutions. Andy, how the heck are you? I'm living the dream, David. How are you now? I am excellent. Thank you so much for coming in today. So when we started the podcast, you were like, I want to be on your podcast. So you're my first outside guest on the Home Building Hero. So um, congratulations. Yeah, that. We'll, we'll take <laughs> well, that action. Awesome. So why don't you first tell me a little bit about Green Up Solutions and uh, kind of uh, how you got started in it? Absolutely. Um, last 12 years or so, uh, my life is really focused around spending time with veterans and also saving the planet. That's that's it. That's the best way I can put it. So you're saving people's lives and you're saving the, the planet. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those save the Can't planet, save yourself, right? Um, I love spending time with the vets, so building an organization in and around vets was the key. And then finding value, like you said on the top, finding value in all the things we interact with, right? The people, the places, and we call them the products. Yep. So what we do is we have an environmental consulting arm where we work with organizations to reduce environmental impact. And then we have a facility where we, as a recovery facility, we take products, that we interact with, right? And and then our goal is to maximize the use, maximize the value of the products that we interact with. So some people look at it as trash, debris, junk, whatever, municipal solid waste, yeah. MSW. We look at it as product. Yep, absolutely. And I've been in your facility a couple of times. It's amazing, like what you're all doing there. So um, you basically take anything, you know, and and you make make something out of it, and you find the right place to go with it. And that's what's really incredible about it is, you know you kind of find a purpose for almost everything. And that's the key. And that's, when I look at it from a very tactical, what we do and how we do it, it, it drives the why I do it. Sure. Because it's really easy to just overlook all the things. And so our, our facility is great. Um, we, we started this business out of a backyard. Yep. Four years ago, my brother and I put the, the word Green Up Solutions on a cocktail napkin. Five years ago, and yep. I, I deployed for a year. I thought about the business for a year. I wrote a business plan. And then four years ago, we launched the business. And since then, We've grown from 700 square foot garage in the backyard yeah. to a 20,000 square foot facility where material is brought, and then we've reverse engineered the supply chain. Absolutely, and you know you guys don't want to put anything in the landfill if you can help it, right? So our, that's it. So our five phase recovery process is simple: there's reduce. Let's mm -hmm. that's the consultant arm. Yeah. Then there's the uh, reuse in the current state, repurpose, find a new state, okay. recycle, break it back down to a raw good so it can turn into a post-consumer good again. Sure. Or responsible disposal. At the end of the day, there are materials that have no useful life. Yeah. And they get up, they go to the landfill. But now our goal is two things. A, keep things that are hazardous in nature, mm -hmm. right? Tires, TVs, chemicals. Yep. Keep those items out of the landfill, first and foremost. And then second is look at the things that are going into the landfill and developing alternate solutions. So sure. we've partnered with Conversion Energy Systems. Um, they have a gasification unit, so it's a gasifier. We've been working with them for over 18 months on gasification technology. So we can take hard plastics that can't be recycled anymore, okay. turning them into a fuel that can be used uh, for other applications. So That's amazing. plastic into a refined back or, or cooked up into petroleum again and sure. turned into a fuel. Uh, that's what their initiative is. And we're supporting them by providing them with a product and, and doing part of the research process with them. Okay. So like what's something that people commonly throw away that could be reused that that you see all the time where you're like, I wish people knew that they shouldn't uh, they, throw this out. They well, there's, like, there's tons of things, but I, I think um, furniture is a good example. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of furniture. We go through furniture, oh, yeah. right? 
And when you think, okay, when I get new furniture, I'm going to get rid of the old stuff. Yeah. Well, what does getting rid of it mean? Yeah. Right? Well, there's not a lot of market for used furniture. I, I know that from being a builder when we have a frame model and we try and sell it. And it's like, oh, okay, I just got that. You know, I sold it for 10 cents on the dollar. You know. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that, that's the challenge. Like, can we use it as furniture? Sure. Well, sometimes furniture you have to cannibalize right, and repurpose to, to be turned into something else or yeah. use parts and pieces of it. Um, or at the very least, a lot of furniture, wood furniture at least, can be chewed up and turned into mulch, and that can be used as landfill cover. Okay. It gives it that, I mean, again, we're talking about one last life. Sure, yeah. And But that's what I'm focused on. Yeah. Again, finding the maximum value of everything, because at the other day, we have one planet. Yep. We have a, a finite amount of resources. Absolutely. And there is a timeline where we run out of resources. Yep. So instead of finding that time... You can only have so many dumps and ski hills, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, the the... the, the the challenge we have in the Midwest is pretty simple. Yeah. We have all the space in the world, right? So you can always just hide another landfill. Yeah, we just bury it somewhere else. Yeah, keep yeah moving down the road, down the freeway, and build another dump. Right on, on the East Coast, right? They're limited by space sure. because of how densely populated well, you get the contaminants are. in your water supply and all that well, kind of stuff that's too. The, it's you know it's it's kind of scary when you don't we don't think about that no. a lot of times as, as the late person, right? Because we're just like oh once the garbage man picks it up or whatever yeah we don't want to out of sight out of mind yeah so exactly i grew up in manami falls the landfill is in manami falls and there's people that i've known all my life that grew up in manami falls that have no idea where the landfill is yeah and then one day they get rerouted or for some reason they they drive up 124th street they see the landfill and they're like oh i didn't realize that and now wow. me yep. i remember the landfill was this high and now it's this high and this high yeah i worked um on that road for a few years and you could see the landfill getting higher so i don't i don't want that yeah and i'm not going to wait for legislation i'm not going to wait until it's the social norm i'm going to use the energy i have in this world right now to develop processes and in due time hopefully the regulations the laws yeah the mindset of people well are consistent with what we're doing now. Yeah, in my industry, unfortunately, we create a lot of waste. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's sort of a necessary evil with building that, you know, you're going to have things that you've got to get rid of. And, and, and sometimes I think we as builders, we don't always pay attention to the fact that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of lumber cutoffs and things like that, but you know, we have extra foam, we have steel bands, and sometimes that stuff just goes into a dumpster and then it goes into the landfill. Because it's easy. Yeah, that's right. And it's you got easy. guys... They're trying to, you know, get their job done and move on to the next job, and they don't think about the waste part of it. And that's that's one thing that I think uh, all of us as builders could do a better job of is, you know, how do we we utilize some of this, you know, leftover product in in a better way. Well, and the opportunity is where you're building a house, yeah. right? The opportunity with you, but think about all the other products we have. So let's think about a house versus like a TV. Oh yeah. The goal is that whatever byproducts it takes to recycle the house, mm-hmm. right? Already. Or, or, or recover the house, they're already built into the cost, right? Sure. So like a TV, for example, hey, after the life of the TV, yep. you have to now take it to this facility that can recover the material, and you pay for that when you buy the TV. Sure. Because what happens right now is you can buy things so cheap and easy. Yep. House, the opportunity is, as you're doing yep. and building the process, you're already generating waste. Yep. Certainly, we can't talk about, okay, when your house reaches its useful life, we're going to deconstruct yeah. it. No, sure. that, 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 that certainly is an option. It's an option. Yeah, and it, it, there is more of that now than, you know, back yep. in the 80s and 90s, nobody oh. deconstructed anything. You know, well, I mean, but you go back before that, you had lead-based paint and asbestos, right? Okay. You, you didn't built, want it. <laughs> you built what you had with what you had, and yeah. now it's... Yeah. So let's, instead of now just saying, okay, we went from this place of lead-based paint and uh, asbestos, right, so it's hazardous. Yep. Now in this world of non-hazardous, but still landfill, let's get closer to a place of not even having a landfill product. Yep. Right, we're, and we're, and also the materials we use are recoverable. Right, the, the more bamboos, there's more 
um, fibers and cotton, sure, yeah. cotton but fibers and, and, and things that we use that are sustainable products. Yep, yep. So less plastics. Yeah. It's good to see that we're making that shift, but it's it, uh, just seeing the waste in this industry, all the boxes that we throw out, all the packing, it's just crazy. And, you know, you don't always think about it, but it's, it's mm. a huge impact and there's, we all can do better at that. Yeah. So one of the things that intrigues me about your business is I, I know you're a serial entrepreneur, so you've got more than Green Up Solutions does more than just, uh, you know, um, the cleanup part. What other, what other things are you guys uh, involved in doing at your business? So one of the things we're doing recently is talking about useful life of things. Yep. We have we have products. Let's go back to furniture. We have products that we can't re reuse because they're too broken out. Sure. We can't um, repurpose them because there's not enough useful material within them, right? Um, and recycling them is an option um, with wood, for example, that can get chipped up and mulched up. Um, but one of the newest things we have in our facility is called a rage room. Yeah, and I saw that uh, the other day. That's pretty awesome. So, so tell me about that. So it's a little bit different because now we're taking furniture, we're taking glass, we're taking other items that can't be reused or repurposed, mm -hmm. and we're making them smaller. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Right? So like a, down, a, yep. like a desk, for example, it's going to get chipped. Yep. Well, let's beat it up a little bit beforehand. Yeah. Let out some aggression. Let out some sure. energy. Yep. Right? Because as, as people, as humans, we're just energy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yep. it's weird, but like the guys that work well, with and us. Some people don't know how to release that energy, they don't. right? And we do it every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When we have to break things, yeah. there is something really weird about throwing <laughs> glass. Right? That's why yep. kids do it. Rebellious yep. kids break windows because... Yep. Yeah. They get all this pent up energy. So we're doing it in a controlled environment yeah, yeah. with safety gear. Sure. Um, and as an opportunity to enjoy life because, you know, if you look at the shift, right? We're going through this weird generational shift right now with five generations of the workforce and it's this, you know, boomer issue here and millennial issue here, whatever, right? But as we're going through life, what I'm noticing, a lot of people are noticing is life is about experience. Yeah. Right? So my mindset is instead of buying more stuff. Yeah. Right. I want you to reduce. Part sure. of me saying yep. reduce is yep. instead of buying something that's gonna make you happy, do something. Yep. Experience life sure. in a way that's gonna make you happy. Yeah. So it sounds weird, but my mindset said, hey, come to our rage room. Yep. Instead of spending dollars on this thing that we're gonna have to landfill. Yeah. Right. Have an enjoyable experience because that memory will last. Oh, sure. Yeah. And all the while you're saving the planet in a weird kind of way. Yeah. No, I mean you're you're just taking you know it, it's a great business model because it already ties in with your junk removal and now you're you're helping break it down and you, you, you're getting somebody to give them an experience but yet you're having them help you out at the same time and ship shape yeah exactly right one so hand washes the other makes makes sense so vertical integration I love it too easy so the other thing about your business that's really awesome is that you know you're a veteran owned business yep. and you've talked before about the challenges of being a veteran in the civilian world and yep. And why don't you tell me a little bit more about that and some of the things that you do to, uh, you know, kind of make people aware of, of things and, and, and how maybe we can all do a better job of integrating veterans into our workforce. Yeah. The, what I've realized is a lot of the words that you see out there is the word transition. Yep. Well, transition is A to B. That, that's it. Right? And you can't, you can't look at that time period as a transition because I went from being a service member in, on a deployment, wearing the uniform, wearing the boots, doing the thing. Yep. I had to then transform, yep. right? Yep. My mindset, transform what I wore, transform what I did every day yep. into being a veteran in the civilian world. That's the message that I deliver to vets. Yep. You can't just say, I'm going to start over. No, nope. yeah. you got 20 years of doing a thing. Yep. You yeah. can't just say, you okay, program, you're not right. right? Yeah. If you do 20, if you, if you're 18, you join the military, yeah. you get out at 38, yeah. you can't be like, well, I'm going to go back to where I was at 18. Well, yeah. no, don't discount those 20 years of experience. Yeah. However, recognize 
that the civilian world, right? Yeah. Like even when you said it, like there was sure. a little like yeah. you don't say the civilian world. Yeah, yeah. I say the civilian yeah, world. Exactly. Right? No, it's I know just that. Yeah, yeah. The world, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you brought it up because yeah. you and I talk so much. Sure. But the civilian world is just that. Yeah. It is different than oh, yeah. what we are accustomed to. Well, and it's and from for me being you know a civilian. Yeah. You know the military world is foreign to me. So you know you talk about chain of command and and everyone's officers and titles and you know you got it, it's just. Yeah, I'm not used to that. You know, it's, it's, it's not right or wrong. It's different. Yeah, and I'm not saying like us versus you, and you should. No, what I'm saying is recognize it's different, and then let's exploit the probabilities. Yeah. What What is the strengths of both worlds? There are some things in the military that I think are strengths: our leadership, yep. our chain of command, our ingenuity, our strengths. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. This, the civilian world, creativity. Yep. Right. Is a strength. Sure. Um. Open, transparent communication is a strength. Yep. So let's marry those two things. Absolutely, yeah. And there's also, no perfect answer. There's no there's perfect answer. Truth is probably in between. So let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. Because what ends up happening otherwise is a bunch of veterans sit around telling old war stories. Yeah. That doesn't move veterans forward. Correct. And a bunch of civilians ask veterans, yeah. how was it over there, right? Yeah. Like when yeah. I got back from Iraq. You don't want to think about it, right? 12, 13 years ago yeah. was... How was it over there? And I was just angry. Yeah. I'm like, it was hot. Yeah. Well, did you see any act? No, I, no, I don't want to. Yeah. F you. I don't want to talk to you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So now let's let's understand there's a difference. Let's good and healthy. Yeah. And let's have open conversations. Sure. And, and and that's the opportunity because at the end of the day, veterans want to come back and be successful. Veterans, for the most part, want to continue to serve in some capacity. Yep. And civilian employers want to bring on vets. Absolutely. Veterans are great employees because you know they know how to follow directions. Yep. And you know they can show up on time. Soft and, skills. Yeah, I mean they have those kind of things. I think sometimes the the knock on veterans is that you worry that okay they've got PTSD or something, and you know those are things that we don't understand. So let's sometimes, talk about it. Yeah. How do we how do we fix that? And then the other thing sometimes is like you know a lot of times you get a veteran and they get put in an environment where there's no direction. And That's not, not good either. Yeah, and like in a civilian world, you know, people can kind of adapt to that a little bit more. But a lot of times a veteran, it's like all of a sudden they're just like, I, okay, I need orders. Give me orders, right? And transparency is not like yeah, we're not conditioned you to deal express with black and white. Correct. We're not express. We're not conditioned to express feelings or thoughts or emotions. Yeah. So when you tell us to do something, we just go do it. Yeah. Right. And then there's that weird, you know, then there's also the dichotomy of the humility of veterans. A lot of them won't speak up. Sure. Because if you're told to do something by someone that's superior, yep. you go fucking do it. Yeah. Because you don't know any different. Yeah. But then on the flip side, then you'll get angry and you won't complain because you're yeah. just like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. And then civilian employers want the feedback. Sure. So we just, again, yep. transparency. Yeah. It's, it's just learning the two sides and how they, yeah. the, how they work together best and what, what the expectations are, what, what someone's used to. You know, it's yeah. like, when, when I learned that, you know, veterans like that chain of command, it's like, so yeah, sometimes you just got to give clear orders, give them marching orders so they know what to do and then they can go and be productive. And then also the flip side, give them, uh, give them clear and concise direction as to, hey, this is how we communicate. And he, here's the, here is a way you can openly and honestly communicate because now you're giving them permission. Absolutely. Sounds weird to give a grown man or a grown woman permission to vent or complain. Yeah. But if you don't give them that. Sure. Yeah. It's. Yeah, they need that. I mean, and, but that's also good in the civilian world. Yeah. Hey, if you have open door policy, right? Yeah. If you have an employee who's struggling, when you have the civilian world, you have feelings, right? You oh, don't hurt somebody's feelings. Don't hurt somebody's feelings. You don't have that in the military. It's, no, you don't got time for feelings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's do 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 your job. Brevity, and, oh, like yeah. say the words. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A lot of veterans get accused, especially they get emails for salutation. You know, good yeah. evening, sir or ma'am. Yeah. And it's come to my attention. Yeah. No, like, nope. This is the problem. Yep. Here's the solution. Yep. And here's the here's the solution moving forward to prevent said problem. Yeah. Absolutely. And then people might get twitchy because 
Right when the military were taught bluff, B-L-U-F, bottom line up front. Okay. This is a problem. Sure. This is what I did to fix the problem. Yep. This is the solution moving forward. Yep. And that's great. Like we, I, I, you know, when I hear you, it's like I think we need more of that <laughs> in the business world, in the civilian world. It's, you know, it's that that blunt practicality. You and know? you don't have to be a dick about it. Yeah. It's not finger pointing. Yeah. It's stating facts. Sure. Absolutely. In the military, we're kind of. Yeah. The other it, thing it, is, you know, the military, no yeah. we, we read and write generally at a third grade reading level. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. I, I was taught by an NCO, a non-commissioned officer, years ago, a mass sergeant. Uh, Master Art, he said to me, he said, don't use a $5 word when a nickel will do. Yep. Right? Yeah. Clear and concise. You don't have sure. to have this long. Overcomplicated. Yep. Because then when people are intimidated by it and then don't want to ask questions. Sure. Then there's this, well, they might be screwing up their job. Yep. And they don't even know because they don't want to, they don't understand. Well, it's just like a business too. Time. You know, if you've got too many steps in a process, it's the wrong process. The, the simplest way I can explain to people is take a piece, you got a piece yep. of paper, right? Yep. Right. So take a piece of paper, yep. take a crayon. If you cannot write a plan with an eight and a half by eleven yep. with a crayon, it's, it's too complicated. Good. There you go. I love right? it. Why yeah. do you need why do you need four <laughs> and five syllable words when Yeah, right? I get it. Yeah, it makes total sense. You know, and when you get that visual, you're like, sure. got it. And I'm not saying veterans are dumb. I'm not dumb, but just give me clear and concise. Yep. I need two things distance yep. and direction. Yep. This is where we're going. Sure. This is our expected outcome. Yep. And that's I mean, that's as simple as you can say it. A lot of times in business, you spend all this time getting all these plans and putting all this stuff together, and it gets so complicated. By the time it actually gets to the person that's supposed to execute the plan, they don't understand it. They get frustrated. They don't follow directions. And then you wonder why you can't hit your goal. And, and, and both people are frustrated about the same thing. Yeah. It's a breakdown in communication. Yeah. It's not that both people don't want the same outcome. It's not that both people aren't motivated. It's not that both people aren't intelligent. It's yeah. just if we can't communicate effectively, in the military, we're, we're guilty, right? We got jargon. Yep. We got industry-specific words oh, sure, that we yeah, use all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, I check myself when I said NCO. Yep. To me, it's like... I was like, glad you explained that because... I, like, like, I had to stop like, myself, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, even when I said master sergeant, right? I say master yeah. sergeant, a master sergeant, right? Yep. And they can break it down what that means sure. in the civilian world, right? That's what I find fascinating. <laughs> you guys have your own lingo. And so, 100%. But yeah, that's why it sometimes doesn't translate into no. to the business world. But then again, we have our lingo here that... You know, it, it's kind of foreign to you guys. So, so the opportunity is for someone like me to come in. I've been in the reserves for 15 plus years. Um, I deployed to Iraq. I deployed to Gitmo. I've lived in both worlds. I can recognize and appreciate both worlds. Yeah. So for me to sit there and spend time with both populations, like here's the get each other to understand each other. It's so simple. Yeah, and that, I, that's I, what's amazing. That was neat when the first time I heard you talk. I was like, holy cow! Like this is, I, I never even knew it was an issue until you know. But you know now I have a veteran on my staff, and we've done a lot of veteran things as well. And so you start to kind of learn the cadence and learn a little bit of you know how how that operates, and it's, it's just very interesting. And um, even just some of the things you know, like when, you know, we'll kind of leave on this. But you know, I used to always say you know thank you for your service, and that's not something that you know you're really a fan of. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know it, instead say welcome home. For me, it's huge. Yeah. And again, I'm not the veteran that speaks for all veterans. Sure. Yeah. This is. This is your opinion. Right, there's 2.2 yeah. million soldiers or whatever the yeah. number is right now. I am one, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm providing just another perspective. Absolutely. And if there's one nugget of truth of life, find people that look, think, and act differently than you yeah. and hear their perspective. Yep, that's great advice. If, if we do that in this world, yep. we're not going to have these veteran-to-civilian conversations, exactly. these Democrat-to-Republican conversations, yep. black we and white. We need that, yeah. We're, we're all Americans. We're all you not know, even that. Yeah. We're all humans. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, even better. Just yeah. people yep. working towards commonality yep. and appreciating a different perspective. Absolutely. That's it. I love it.
So uh, if someone wants to get a hold of Green Up Solutions, how do we uh, get a hold of you? Greenupsolutions.org. Too right. easy. Right. Uh, follow simple. me on the LinkedIn's and the Facebook. I'm sure there's like links. We'll put links right here. Can we put links right here? Yeah. We'll put like links below. You can follow me. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm on the Instagrams. I don't really use the Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna... I'm not cool enough to Instagram. No, I don't. I don't that's all good. This is not what I do. <laughs> well, Andy is a great follow <laughs> on all those platforms. So definitely make sure you check him out. And I appreciate you so much for coming into the studio today. And uh, of course, if you're listening right now to the Home Building Hero, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And of course, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, um, you can reach us at the website homebuildinghero.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Just look for wherever you get your podcast. Look for Home Building Hero. Hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified of all the new episodes. So once again, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero. And we'll talk to you all soon.